Wise and Moisturize podcast. It's your girl Paige and Hi, I'm Gary. Okay, extra every time. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. We're happy What's to be here. Um, nothing much. I um just made dinner and it did not go as planned aesthetically. So listeners, I attempted to make Kind of like a homemade hot pocket, for lack of a better way of putting it, because I can't call it an empanada because I'm not—I don't want to appropriate all the nadas out there. <laughs> um, and I got the wrong kind of dough. I got like crescent roll dough, which was not trying to cooperate, so it was ugly, but it tasted great, and that's my story. That's wonderful. First well, world problems for real. Well, I'm here. I was here uh, two weeks ago, but I sounded like this. So, yeah, she did. I hope that I sound loud and clear, and it doesn't sound like I'm in the parking lot gagged trying to have this podcast. I did my damnedest to make Paige hearable, um, but you know it'd be like that sometimes. Hey, we're we're still we're still a growing operation here. Sometimes we're gonna have our uh, our moments. So thanks for thanks for letting us be human, y'all. No, for real. Also, really, I hope you guys enjoyed Gary's monologue. But this year, but this this episode, not this year, this episode, you're going to be able to hear me. Yay. Um, and to get us started, y'all finna hear me about Kanye. Mm, Mr. West. I'm really over him. <laughs> like, well, honestly, I'm not just over Kanye. I'm really over society. I'm disappointed. Say more. But I'm not surprised. Same. I just want to start by saying this podcast does not have anti-Semitic views. And we take every statement against Jewish people. Seriously. The seriousest. No, but seriously. um, What he said about Jewish people was not cool. Um, It's actually very exhausting that, like, he's just... I don't even know, because I think the hard part is that what Kanye West is saying is really outrageous and annoying. Mm-hmm. Full stop. It's also dangerous. Um, it's untrue. It's just like flat out lies. And there are people who believe him. Um, but I think there's this other weird side where even though he's fully acting an ass, he's also shining a very large spotlight on how society gets down. Like, you get to see this in real time. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is ever since these views have come out, Kanye has basically been dropped out of every single, like, public (laughs) or private trading company anywhere. He got Mm -hmm. dropped from his bank. He got out of the Adidas deal. He's not working with Gap anymore. Um, I think Skechers turned him away recently. I, before Skechers. we got on this, yeah, he was apparently at Skechers today. Um, oh, oh, like he tried to walk in the store. No, he tried to go to the headquarters. And then oh, the like, headquarters. Nah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I also saw before we got on this podcast that TJ Maxx is the most recent company to cut ties. And I don't know, like TJ Maxx got some hitters, but I didn't realize they were selling like Yeezys. I was about to say I didn't know. Yeah, that you just brought new information to me. Right, it kind of, um, it almost feels like anyone who can speak out is speaking out, which I want to acknowledge is great. Mm-hmm. However, it is a very interesting timing, specifically because Kanye has been on a rampage against Black people and spewing like hate about his own people for years now. This is true. This is like not new. Like the latest, most hurtful thing he said has to do with uh, George Floyd Mm -hmm. and how apparently he died of a fentanyl overdose as opposed to police brutality Mm -hmm. and unnecessary force during his arrest. And now, like, he's being sued for, like, $250 million from the Floyd's family. But, like, I just, I really wish that the initial reaction to his hate statements in general was this. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, like everyone should have dropped him. Like, I, it's really frustrating to me. And I really wish that someone could explain it. 
what about slavery is a choice is like, well, the sneakers are fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what about that statement versus the statements he's making now? Like, they're both equally as devastating, as harmful, and as impactful to those communities. I'm not saying that they are, like, equal in terms of, like, you know, how they're hurting people. Like, everyone has an individual opinion on how things affect them. But, like, Mm -hmm. Kanye has said some egregious things. And it's very unfortunate that I feel like it took this long for people to cut off his access to a platform. I agree. And truthfully, if if we would have cut his platform access off sooner, he wouldn't even have a platform to be saying these additionally, like, damaging things. We could Mm -hmm. just stop this. We could have nipped it in the bud. We could have taken his initial threats and actions seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's disappointing. Um, Even... Kim Kardashian came out with a statement, which is cool. I just... Oh, did she? Well, I didn't know mm, that. I don't remember her coming out with a statement when he was saying all this stuff about black people. And she got black-ass kids. And she spent all this time trying to free black people from jail. Like, I don't know. The whole thing just... I don't know. And, I, and I'm also just like, how did we get here? Remember when Kanye was like, George Bush doesn't like black people? Like, I, that's such a strong and vivid memory in my mind. Like, I believe I was, like, actually watching TV. Yeah. And I was, like, in the 8th or ninth grade. And it's just so weird that, like, 20 years later, not even. Because how old are you in the 8th grade? What's that, like, 14, 13 13 or 14? Right. So we're talking about maybe 14 years later. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at. Like, if you would have told me then that Kanye was going to end up like this. I'd have laughed in your face. That's Tell when you. Kanye was still giving us 808s and heartbreaks. He was listening to um, Techno Kanye. Oh, yeah. Nobody nobody saw this coming. And the thing is that I can't even... I don't even want to give him the cop-out of mental illness. Because if your mental illness is this unchecked, someone in your camp should be doing something about it. It's true. I've experienced firsthand, I mean, you and I both from our work, but, like, I've experienced firsthand what it's like for someone to be going through a mental health crisis. And if you're able to ignore that, you're a fucking sick person. Period. I agree. You're fucking sick. Because that shit is scary. And I've seen it on, like, a microscopic level in comparison to this, like, worldwide front page Kanye, like, explosion. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, that's just been something that's been, like, on my heart. It just really bothers me because, as a people, we are consistently trying to tell people that we are treated differently and that we are treated poorly and that we are allowed to suffer and that, you know, people constantly overlook our pain or minimize Mm -hmm. it. And we are lied to and we are gaslit about that. But I feel like people, at least, I want to speak for people for me, I feel like on a certain level, I got some semblance of peace in that I am not a worldwide platform. And people can't always see this happening in real time. So even though I'm working hard on my like field of influence, I can't get to everyone. Right. But basically anyone with a phone and an internet connection can watch this happening in real time and you can see the difference. I mean, because in the same episode that he made, I want to believe the anti-Semitic statements is the same episode that he made like the Black Lives Matter and like those kind of statements as well, like about George Floyd. So you're talking about like these things are happening simultaneously. Or no, no, no. There was, there was a, I forgot. There was a gap in between because this came first and then it was an anti-Semitic rant. Mm -hmm. So there was some time in between for there to be action and there was none. You're correct. And I think that's just the part that's the most exhausting is that like, I'm always trying to convince people of my humanity and what I'm going through. And like this person has made a skeptical, but in making a skeptical, they have put a blinding light on 
like the disparities between people of color, specifically black people of color and everyone else. Mm-hmm. And like people are still like, yeah, we don't see it. And I'm like, yo, if you don't see it like this, I'm done. I like I can't. Like if like if a real time, real life in living color on the internet documented for history example doesn't convince you. Heard. Mm. Period poo. So that was all I had to say about that. I was curious if you had any thoughts because the shit clearly got up underneath my skin. I do. Um, the main thing that bothers me is that so okay, I mean like I've said before, I musically Kanye West is one of the most important artists that's ever happened to me. Like, I definitely credit him for a lot of my, you know, musical influences and my ear. And I just, you know, I was always a fan and very influential person in my life. And, you know, naturally, I'm not alone. Millions of other people probably feel that way. And because of that, that bought Kanye a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt. Because people supported Kanye, like, essentially, people... People kind of took up a mantle of like, yo, because of what Kanye means to me, I'm riding with him till the re- till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing a lot on social media is um, because of who Kanye is and because of his level of success. Not only it's, it's like two levels. One, people rock with him because of the music and what it means to them. Two, people rock with him because of his financial and business success, him being a billionaire. So those two things combined. Which, by the way, he is not anymore ever since he lost the Adidas deal. Oh, well, makes sense. So what I'm saying is, like, so because people are all, like, all right, they respect what he's done musically, they think he's a genius in that category, and they think he's a genius financially because he became a billionaire. So because of that, people all give do, do this thing where they automatically give Kanye the benefit of the doubt in anything that he says. So I, I see people on my Facebook saying, yo, I'm riding with Kanye, y'all gotta wake up, like, he knows things that we don't. Think about it like he essentially saying that like because he's one in the music industry, which everyone already has a bunch of conspiracy theories about, and two, because he's a billionaire, which everybody, you know, how you know, how people with long money stay on top type shit. It's like they essentially Kanye has reached a point where anything he says or does, people will look for the truth in it. He has that type of influence where it's like Kanye can make any statement and the people, those ride with him till the wheels fall off, people will be like, nah, all right, because it's Kanye, I'm going to entertain it and I'm going to seek the truth in whatever he says. So right. be that he says something about the music industry, people are going to take it and run with it because he knows music. But he makes a statement about, you know, about Jewish people um, and, and, and people are like, oh, Instead of them just seeing it as anti-Semitic, they're just saying like, oh, well, Kanye clearly knows something we don't. So let's believe him. Um, and I got people and that's and it, so that's my problem, that people are so diehard about supporting his mind and everything he does, they will justify his statements. And and then and when people and we lose all these deals, these people are like, oh, this just goes to show you whatever happened to freedom of speech. You're not allowed to say nothing no more. And it's like. People take up this mantle for all the wrong reasons. No, I've and seen something it's unfortunate. Like I've seen something like that. Somebody was like, "Oh, a couple weeks ago, Kanye was saying how that Adidas deal was terrible, and he couldn't get out of it. So this is his. This is like his mastermind plan to break a deal." Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, "Y'all, like, talk about leaping to conclusions. Like, are y'all tired? Like, this is this is such a reach." Um, yeah. Yeah, because he lost more than a deal. Right. Like, that's the thing is that, like, it is really unfortunate that people are just looking for truth in Kanye everywhere. And the, like, a broken clock is right twice a day. Like, I just don't think you have to leak, like, you don't have to think that hard. Like, what he's saying, even if what he was saying is true, which it is not, but even if it was, you shouldn't go out of your way to hurt people. Because the way that he's disseminating information is also not helpful. It's not kind. It's not thoughtful. It's not based in facts or reality. Like, that's the thing is that, like, if you wanted to present real information, you would do it in a way that 
backed it up. I think about, again, when he stood on TV and said George Bush doesn't like black people. It was in the middle of Hurricane Katrina where you were literally watching black people get, like, their bodies were floating in the water and they were stuck on top of roofs and they were being called all kinds of looters because there was literally, like, no food in the city. People were having to go into stores to survive. People weren't stealing because it was fun. Even the people you saw who stole TVs, where were they going to take them back to? Their flooded houses? The Superdome? Like, if they could get those TVs out of New Orleans in a way that was, a fi- like, effect, um, efficient, rather, is the word I'm looking for, don't you think they would have gotten themselves out of New Orleans? I was going to say, not to mention, it's like, it'd be one thing if he made the, if he, like, made the comments, like, I mean, either way it's wrong, but he, like, declared he was going to attack Jewish people before he did it. Yeah, on Twitter weird. or whatever or whatever he put it on he, he was like yeah he was like oh by the way i'm going defcon on jewish people like so, something like that he like declared in advance he's about to attack the jewish community right right very, very bizarre. so like that's another thing so it's like it, he like he told you in advance it was with ill intent people who believe kanye is telling the truth when he's just lying you're dumb and i mean that disrespectfully right uh, it's t- it's about time to start like and and to the people to, to tie it all together with a lesson it's like it's so it's okay to change your mind once you get new information not only is it okay but you should it's one right. thing if you're like if you were if you if you were team ride with them till the wheels fall off about certain topics or whatever you don't have you don't have to stay on the boat you can say all right no he's tripping you can do that that's that's what you should do because that's otherwise if, if you stay on this plane it's going to crash Honestly, it's already crashed and burned. And truthfully, if this is what was the straw that broke the camel's back with Kanye, okay, take that, reflect on it, think about all the things he said, and maybe try to learn why those things were also equally as bad. But be mindful, move forward, and please do not try to make excuses for this person who clearly does not give a fuck about the ramifications of their actions. And that's on, period. Agreed. What's up next? Oh! Rihanna's back. Did you see that? Riri is bike. Yes. Yes, I did. Are you part of the Navy? Um, I don't know what I am. I don't. I don't know if I. You know, I don't. I. I never got. I. I never got through physical. I never got through the through the boot camp part of the mm. the Navy. So I don't think mm. I'm in there. But I, Rihanna is a is a divine being in my in my opinion. Um, it's Rihanna's internet. Uh, we're all lucky to be alive at the same time as her. <laughs> um, she uh, she is the reason for my forehead supremacy. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Honestly, it's cool and so all. All you little all you little foreheads out there, this isn't for you. Okay. Well. All right. Be quiet. <laughs> Five head. Um, honestly, I mean, like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy Rihanna's music on the replay and such. Um, I'm not a Navy person. I'm just, I'm about to say something problematic. Not as problematic as Kanye, but it's problematic. Oh, no. I don't want Rihanna to come back lifting our voices or lifting our hands or whatever the fuck she's lifting if it's not that booty. I wanted her to come back with something spicy. She got that rap nigga now. She a mommy. Come out and talk about how you've been like looking coochie from the back. I don't want to lift my voice up with you, Rihanna. You've been gone for like 15 years. Honestly, I feel like the last time I heard Rihanna like in the club that wasn't like a super throwback. I was in college. I'm almost 30 now. Well, in the club, we all fam. I'm pretty, her last yawn was Wild Thoughts, right? Oh my god, that wasn't even that good of a yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. People thought that song was also like wild sauce. Like nobody knew the words to that song. (laughs) Like everybody was singing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, wild thoughts came out. Never in my life. Never in my life have I heard a nigga say wild sauce. (laughs) Oh, I knew a girl. I knew a girl girl in grad school. She always thought she was singing about like chicken nuggets and wild sauce. Wow, wow, sauce. <laughs> wow. 
Ain't no, ain't no fucking way. Okay, well that's what she said. I was ain't, like, oh, that's wild. That's ain't, what, that's ain't no word. fucking way. But yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, 2017 is the last but time. Yeah, she's I, out. that was pre-pandemic. That's, that's a you grip. Can still kiss a stranger in the club. I've literally never done that, but I've always thought about it. I was gonna say I don't. I was like, Paige, it sounds like you're making a statement about who you who you'd like to be. Yeah, I've never kissed anybody <laughs> in the club. I mean, like I have if I came I with mean, them, but like I've never kissed a stranger. Yeah, I was never into that. I've seen that, it like post pandemic. Uh, I always saw. I mean, I personally always thought it was some white. I well, sorry, I always saw it as some <laughs> things that the the whites did. You're gonna see some white people shit. Don't switch it up now. I mean, it definitely I mean, feels I, like a fair I, I skin. polished it a little bit. You did. It definitely feels like a fair skin activity. Yeah, I mean that because like, I feel yeah, like white people, like, are knew... white people are very trusting. They are. <laughs> and I, I remember going out and just like that would be dudes' goals. Like like there would be you know, there would be you kinda I remember naming objectives before you went out as a group. You know, you'd yeah. be at whoever's You'd be at whoever spot pre gaming or whatever. Oh, bro! Tonight we're gonna, you know, I'm we're gonna, gonna do this. I'm gonna make out <laughs> with this. three girls. Or the, I'm gonna tr- try to finger somebody in the parking lot. I'm gonna <gasps> see if I can get get tugged on on the dance floor. Nice. And then you know you got you got Chet. Like I'm gonna dance with a black chick. You know, whatever. <gasps> but on top of all that, white, that's how you knew. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was at PWI, of course. I mean, I was too. I was too. I split up my time. Okay. I split up my time between. Everybody makes their choices. Between the, scary. The, Everybody makes their choices. Between the demos. <laughs> um, not to mention, if we're going to talk about it, like white people are way they're way more reckless when it comes to partying. Yo, yeah, that's different. When when I would go to them frat parties, you walk in the ground already sticky. God damn! Yeah, what is they happening? don't give a fuck. Why is the ground sticky? Like I'm gonna lose a shoe in here. Have you ever tried to use the bathroom yeah. at a frat party? Oh my god, that shit is wild. Oh no, that shit is crazy. You might as well just pee outside because it's cleaner. Because it's cleaner. But um, I agree. I like. I don't want. I don't want to mature Rihanna. I don't want her to come back, like giving out turkeys and shit, and and and, and making songs. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I like, cause I for a long time I have I have been getting used to people saying like, oh, I just want some more music, and it's like, at this point, I'm so used to living without Rihanna. I'm kind of like, all right, I could, I don't need it, but if she want to come right. back, at least make it a banger. Right, <laughs> like at least, at least, at least making some shit I can, um, I can helicopter to on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, nah, I just, I want the Rihanna that was in um, ASAP Rocky's um, DMB. <clears throat> That's my bitch video. She had a gold tooth and a mullet. She was counting money. He was selling rocks. I want that vibe. I want some city girl vibe. I want some of that. I want some of that, that, that. I want you to have long nails. I want you to clack them. I don't want you to uplift me right now, okay? I'm down bad, and I don't want to be uplifted. I want to shake that ass. But, you know, it's cool. It's going to come out with the Wakanda Forever John, so I'm sure it'll be very uplifting. Disney approved. And uh, I hope that there's, like, a slew of basically slur music that comes out afterwards. Like, I want Meg Thee Stallion's (laughs) taking a break. Which she totally deserves. I love that woman. Literally, she's a goddess, and I worship at her feet. Okay, love that girl. Um, she's taking a break, and this is a perfect little opening for a little nasty John to pop, like slide in and pop off. It actually, yeah, it is right. But she wouldn't lift our hands. God damn! And then she got the nerve to be hyping it. It better be good, yo. <laughs> Watch me come out. I think it's coming out at the end of the month or something. <laughs> Um, watch me listen to it to be hooked. Hooked on phonics. I was about to say, get, get, everybody get ready to flame Paige. If you see her with the new Rihanna on her story. <laughs> Not on my story. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. Cause I really, we got the receipts right here. <laughs> sure do. And I'm, and I mean, 
I'm a little uh, if it if it bang, I'll be a little sorry. But just a little mm, bit, like a touch, like respectfully, you got that. Like you and all sis, you you, you know, you we asked and you answered. But I'm just using my context clues. That's my best guess. I feel like it's gonna be a fucking gospel song, but. Maybe go so. Yeah, I hope she don't go that far. I mean, we know she's not going to go full blown city girl because you know the the Fenty brand still needs to remain. Um, the Fenty brand is nasty. Pleasant. I'm sure one of them lipsticks is probably called "Lick My Clit" or something, or "Pop My Cherry" or something nasty. I'm sure. I say, goddamn. <laughs> okay, maybe not as last as "Lick My Clit." I That's say, goddamn. <laughs> Never am my I bad. ever going in the stove and being like, yes, I'm here to pick up the lick my clit number 14 for my girlfriend. Carrie, make sure you put a um, warning on this podcast so people know. I might. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Literally, by the time her music comes out, I'll be heading to... Um, Headed to Houston, and then after Houston to Orlando, so I'll need some good music. So if it pops, it pops. Hold on a second. What'd you say? Stop trying to butt in the podcast, Brittany. You should be. You should be sorry. (laughs) Now, if you do it again, I'm coming in with the spray bottle. Tell funny. me you live with your partner without telling me you live with your partner. Whew. That's so funny. That guy, Stan is so uninterested in the pod. I'd have to pay him to be on it, literally. We got two sides of the spectrum here. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, well, what's up next, bro? What's the next topic? Our next topic is love. But not just any love. A very specific type of love. Okay. Mm-hmm. But not. Nah, it's actually... It was actually a topic. I was in the studio last night with two of my homies. And we actually had a really deep conversation. It was actually pretty fire. And I thought it would be something that uh, we could talk about here. Because I, th- I know for a fact we can both relate to it. Okay. And it's something that my homie called Love on Tuesday, but I call it functional love. And let me and let, let's break it down for you. So, of course, think of being in a relationship, you know, especially a you know a serious one with a serious partner. You have your highs and your lows, of course. So you know, think of. Think of your your best moments, you know, like you let's say y'all y'all go out, paint the town red, have a date night, get all get all fresh, you know, go to an event somewhere, be it like a concert or a, you know, whatever 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 it is where you make your most magical memories you have together where you're all smiles and you're, you know, you know, love is love is bursting at the seams. Can you can <laughs> you, you can picture those kinds of moments, correct? Yes. Those moments that kind of make the relationship worth it. The kind, the times that when you're like describe, when you're like thinking of how much your partner means to you, how much they, how much you love them, those are the moments you think back on. Those memories you have together, where it's like, yo, you know, we that time we went on vacation, that time we made this memory together. So that that's those that's those like reassurance, uh, you know, love is all we need moments. But a thing that I feel like is often under-discussed are the times that I would call it the times that love is a choice instead of an emotion. And that and that's kind of what love on Tuesday is. So like those moments where, yeah, okay, you're you're not, you know, you're it's not the weekend. You're not out on vacation together. It's the weekday, y'all both got work. You're both just annoyed at capitalism society. You're annoyed you got to run errands. You're annoyed you got to take the trash out. You're annoyed you got to walk the dog. But in those moments of annoyance, you still choose to do all the things to to be a good partner functionally. Be that buy the groceries, cook the dinner, clean the toilet. Um, and that's essentially. I thought that was like a blowjob noise. 
Um, <laughs> I was like, Gary. Oh no, your Tuesday spicy. Oh nah, nah. No, I just um, I, I knew I was gonna say clean, but I didn't know what I was gonna say next. So it called. It came out as. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bad. I thought that was very intentional. So I was like, oh, no, okay, that, cool. that's that's wild. Because uh, you said you said your shorty got a loud throat, so I just I was putting it all together. Page. Page. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> Sorry, we were loving on Tuesdays. Anyway, um, clean the toilet. Um, just those little the day the day to day love is kind of what is, is kind of what we're talking about. It's like the times that like yeah you're yeah right now we're not we're not we're not on top of the Eiffel Tower drinking wine and talking about how we're gonna spend the rest of our lives traveling the world and making memories. Like no, it's the the day to day shit needs to get done. We both we got bills together. You know like that type of love and how it's different but it's equally as important because you have to you have to take those moments of love and you have to give them the same weight that the you know when love is a high you know when you're when love feels like a drug and you're on top of the world you know though you have to weigh those things equally because you know that's the more I'm not going to call it the more realistic side of love because they are both very real but it's the more frequent part of love. And I don't know. I just think it's, it's something that I feel like in all, and all the things that you hear that reference love, um, be that songs or, you know, movies or anything in media, we talk about love. We talk, there we go. We talk about love. That's romance. We never talk about love. That is, um, duty or function sacrifice and, yeah, and sacrifice yeah. yeah so so i guess i guess i would ask you how often do you find yourself like i don't know thinking about that mm, i mean to be honest i probably think about it more often than i thought because i didn't really realize that i was thinking about it but you're right like i mean that's like what most of the time, love looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, Stan takes public transportation to work now. Mm-hmm. So that, may, that means even though I work from home three days a week, I get up at 6.15 so that I can, like, drive him to the train station by 6.45, um, which is, like, only, like, 10 minutes up the road, but still. So it's, like, 20 minutes round trip. Mm-hmm. And then I get home, and I walk the dog, and I shower, and I cook myself breakfast, and then I work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so, like, that has been an adjustment (laughs) right and like that's definitely not my favorite part of being in a partnership like sometimes i'm like dang i wish we had two cars or like this morning i wasn't really feeling it but like he was like will it be helpful if i go to work earlier so you have more time and i was like like at the time i like that what would have helped would me not having to take him (laughs) right but that wasn't really an option so um i said yeah so he left a little bit earlier and i would say that that was him like doing the same thing like I, I do wish that people talked more about it in that relationship. Same thing with, like, friendships. Like, everything's not going to be a movie moment. Like, every time you're not going to be, like, at that concert having the time of your life. Like, sometimes you're just having dinner at that person's house. Right, exactly. Or you're just running to Target. hmm Yeah. So, I think that that's, like, um, the most important part. I would agree, yeah. And I, I think, and those are the things that maintain, you know, like, it, it, it kind of... I guess what I'm getting at is kind of like it's everything isn't just highs and lows. Sometimes there's mediums, you know? Right. And I think we need to kind of like be more cognizant and honest about that when, I don't know, I think just the way that we address love in, in different and kind of in different places and formats, like, and it's not, and, and I guess it, it's not to necessarily be like a negative thing or downplay those high highs or anything like that, but it's just like the, it, it, it comes with it. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the in between time. It's kind of the, it's kind of the glue in between those other moments, you know, like you almost kind of, you, you know, you, you don't necessarily get to those highs without experiencing these things as well. That's what I was going to say. I was like, you can't have those movie moments. That's what I always call them with Stan. Mm-hmm. Stan has excellent taste in music. I think I've said this before, but mm-hmm. 
So he can really curate a moment if he wants to, mm-hmm. even if it's by accident. So we've definitely had moments where I'm like, wow, this is a movie moment, but like you can't get there without like doing the stuff in between. Like, I mean, I'm maybe there is a person whose whole life is just like Louis Vuitton gifts and vacations and like you never work ever a single day of your life, like ever, then cool. I Like, then that's super awesome. But for the average person, I would say, like you said, you spend more days like just around each other, choosing each other. Like, that's really what it is. Like, a real relationship is not only communication, but you have to choose each other. Um, You choose to be considerate. You choose to be kind. You choose to let things slide off your back. Or you choose, like, how you discuss things with people. Like, because you're trying to be mindful of the person or persons mm-hmm. that you're with. Um, and I, to me, I feel like that's my favorite part of love. Like, of course, I love the romance and stuff. But, like, to me, being, like, consistent and reliable and, like, knowing that, like, if I ever take a misstep, I'm going to be okay because this person is going to, like, hold me down and vice versa. Like, to me, like, that's the most important part. I've always enjoyed like the big things and i definitely do want them but like there's nothing like stability (laughs) right so exactly but seriously like being able to count on someone time in and time out like no matter what like you know this person's got you that's priceless bro i'll take that over these fucking gucci bags and embarrassment bitches got on the social media now people just taking l's left and right right yeah um and I, yeah, and I definitely feel like uh, I used to not always appreciate that because I mean, my relationship I'm in now is the first time I've ever lived with a partner, um, and this, and we moved in together literally like three weeks ago, so I'm still uh, adjusting to that. But I think, I think it's it's making it's made me become a lot more in tune with this, you know, functional day to day love. You know, the times that love is a a choice, you know, I, I choose, you know, I wake up every day and choose to, you know, to, to, to love my partner, uh, by, you know, through the, through the, you know, the functional acts that I do for them and just the, you know, essentially it's like, it kind of becomes like, not to put it in like a negative way, but it's like love. A lot of times love is literally just like surviving together, you know? It's like we bo- right. we both have things we have to do over the course of a day. Like you know, we like we we both need we both have time that we need alone. You know, we both have time that we want a attention. We both have time we want physical touch. We both have times where we're hungry. And you know, a lot of times when you're in a serious committed relationship and living with somebody, love is just like a choice to do those things together. You know, it, like it's there's no glamour. There's no like hey. You know, you could be you can be on opposite sides of the house, both doing your own thing, and then just a moment you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I bet they're hungry too. Let me walk in here and say, "Hey, should should we eat?" And that's love. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) should 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 we eat? Is love. (laughs) And I want to make sure that people who are listening like understand we're not settling. No, we're not trapped. Like that's the thing. Is like no, no, no. Like these. Like yes, it's a choice, but it's an easy choice. It's not one that's like causing anxiety. There's like no regret. Like I think sometimes people hear the word choice. And it makes him feel like, oh, well, someone can choose someone else. And, like, someone can always choose someone else. Right. Like, that's always an option. Someone else, like, there's always free will. Even people who you think would never do something, you never know what someone would actually do when they're in that real situation. Like, that's one thing I, I try not to do is tell people, like, oh, I would never do this or I would never do that because... It's always easy to make a decision when everything is hypothetical, but, like, in a real moment, like there's so many additional factors mm-hmm. like I could never do blank but what if it's on that Tuesday where it's raining and your shoe was untied so your pants ripped and now you're waiting for the bus but like blah 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 happened like you might do it then mm-hmm. for sure so you know what I mean I think that that's something that people really need to be mindful of like if you can't be in the house with your person without getting into an argument like there's y'all can't even be like separately but together yes you should really rethink that you should really rethink that because like then what's keeping you there like you know what i mean and like that may not be for me to understand and that's totally fine every relationship is different but if you're looking for something that's committed and long term again whether that be with one person or multiple people 
you may not always, your love may not look like residential, like you may not live with that person. But even when you're not living with that person, you're still choosing that person. You still have to wake up and choose them. So whether that's like calling them or making some type of effort to be in touch or, you know, flying or driving or, you know, traveling to wherever each one is. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, that can come from that. So I don't know. I think Tuesday love is really important. It is. Um and yeah, and, and another reason I say this is because, um, like, it's, if you only, like, look at it like this. If you had a love with somebody, like, imagine you're dating someone, no matter what the level of seriousness is, but you only express your love for that person when they give you the highest highs. That's a very transactional love when you think about it. You know, like, imagine, imagine you only, like, Imagine you only express appreciation for your partner when they make you, you know, when they make you like smile ear to ear and, and like no other time. Like I guess I'm putting I'm putting that yeah. out there to say to people like that's not realistic. Like some like chasing chasing highs is how you overdose. Like if you if you were somebody out there that's like yo well, we pot in a day. Uh, but look, because look, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a bean. I I definitely think I am somebody who was guilty of chasing highs for a minute. Like my my current my current um partner. Uh you know, we've been involved for a while, but it took me a long time to really like commit to her and and realize that, you know, she was the one for me because I had this idea of love in my head and what it was supposed to look like that I had created pretty much with no actual foundation or criteria. You know, so it's like I made all these reasons up in my head about what love should look like, and that, and while I was doing that, I was discrediting everything she was already providing for me, which was the exact type of love I needed. And th- right. the idea in my head I was creating was it was chasing highs. It was it was all no, my love should look like this, and we should have these things in common, and you know they should also do this like I do, th-, you know, like. And but and again, I had no real reason for feeling like that, but it's just it's just where my head was at for some reason, and I think you know, it, I mean, looking back on it now, it was definitely a product of like. The, the 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 um the relationship situations I had found myself in previously and I guess trying to kind of bounce back from that and have it be like I guess I had experienced such dramatic lows that I was like all right then my, my true love must be all highs then you know what I mean <laughs> and then right. I had to I had to reel that back in and go like well no that's not realistic you can't like you know think about it. is your is your life always highs no you got to wake up in the morning, go to work. You got to shower in the morning. You got you got to take a shit and wipe your ass. You know, it's like life ain't always like amazing. Sometimes you sometimes life is functional, and that and so why would you not expect other aspects of why would you not expect the subcategories of your life to get to be functional at times as well? And that includes your relationships. So I guess I, so. I guess I'm putting that out there for yeah. for people who maybe because I, I know I'm not alone. I know there are definitely people out there who maybe have maybe maybe they're maybe you're single. Maybe you're in a relationship that you're unhappy with. Maybe you're like you consider yourself a hopeless romantic. And and but while you're wearing all those titles, really stop and ask yourself what your criteria is. And like you know all all the failures in your relationships. Like let's like let's look at why you call them failures. Is it because are you holding them to a criteria of only making you feel highs ever in your life? Because that's probably not realistic because your partner is going to be human too. No. Um, honestly, I, I hope that more people start having these conversations because like you said, chasing those really high highs, they really don't lead to anything substantive um, for the most part, because like life as a whole is not always up. Mm-hmm. Like, like Meg, the double E stallion said, bad bitches have bad dates too. Correcto. Which, by the way, if you have not listened to Anxiety, you should. Sometimes it makes me cry, but I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. If you're not planting those seeds to like water those valleys when they happen, then those relationships aren't going to work out. Yeah. And if you have a relationship that never experiences any lows, let us know. Tell us what that's like. What are we doing wrong? Teach us the ways. How do you have a perfect life? Let me know. Yeah, and um, doesn't mean I, I'm saying that I'm I'm okay and I, I'm satisfied with a relationship that is mostly mediums with some highs in there as well to to keep us together. You know, I think that's fine as well. 
I'm not saying we got a lot. I mean, lows happen as well because <laughs> sometimes you got to have difficult conversations. Sometimes shit pops up that you got to address. Sometimes your communication styles uh, clash in a weird way. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I've lived, I've lived with my partner now for like a little over three weeks, and yeah, we've had a few, we butted heads a few times, but we got through it. Um, so that's what I'm saying. We've had a, a few lows, mostly mediums, but over the course of our years involved together, we have hella highs as well. So it's like. You know, and, and that and that's okay. That's the point here. Like that that model is all right. It's it's more sustainable. And asking your partner to make you feel like you're on top of the world every single day of your life, is that realistic? <laughs> Probably not. I definitely think that everybody's relationships too are like obviously individual. Mm-hmm. Because I also think like the longer you're together the more, I guess I feel like the more stability, you, hopefully you can, you learn to find and like that peace. Right. Because I feel like, I wish there was a different word other than medium. Cause I feel like medium doesn't describe like the chill moments that I have with Stan. Right. But like everything is not like heart racing, like pupils dilating. Like sometimes we're like, just eating dinner and he's playing video games and I'm on the couch. But like that piece is so mm-hmm. serene. Like it's so good in its own way. Um that yeah, I just hope that other people can find it. And truthfully, like those are things that you should be looking for in a partner. Someone who you can chill with, like you can have a good day with. Even that turns like the most mundane situations into good times. Like even if me and Stan just go to Target. I know we're gonna have a good time in Target. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna giggle. We're gonna like have a good time. Like that doesn't mean that we're like right. spending millions of dollars and having a once in a lifetime experience, but like truly we are having a bomb a one day. And that's like really important because life isn't always going to throw you sunny days. Mm-hmm. So having someone that can turn your clouds sunny, that's pretty a one. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. Cause me, you're right. Cause medium, I, f- I feel like medium can kind of sound a bit melancholy, but it's like, it's all, it's that it's that nothing to worry about love. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we're not yeah. yeah, we're not we're not necessarily like, you know, on a cruise and, you know, living it up, but there's, you know, we're in our home. Our bills are paid. Right. Neither of us we're both right. in a good mood and we're 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 coexisting right. and we and we have each other. Like sometimes right. that's really that's it. That's all you need. No, dead ass. Sometimes that shit makes you hit the lottery. Cause you see people out here struggling, ain't got no home, bills ain't paid, stomachs is empty. You feel home. me? You feel me? Shit. And yeah, and that, and that's you know, yeah. I've definitely Sometimes. had, I've definitely had to check in on that myself. Um, um, you know, and my my partner Brittany, she definitely reminded me of that recently when I was having kind of an off day, and just said something as simple as like, you know, we're, I know, you know, I know you want. Because, you know, she knows I'm very ambitious. I want a lot more for myself than we currently have. Um, you know, we're functional. We're, mm-hmm. we're we're doing, you know, well enough. But, you know, I just have a lot of things that I want to make happen. And, I, you know, sometimes it gets to me when I get in my head. And she sometimes grounds me and is like, hey, we're a lot more fortunate than others. And not that life has to be a comparison game. But it's like, you know, hey, our, our bills are paid. We have each other. We're, we have one another. And, like... Let me let me break down like kind of what I mean by that. There's like there's one thing to to have to have somebody as in like you know they're around, but there's another thing to have somebody like they'll hold you down. You know what I mean? It's like yes, we have each right. other as in we're dating, but we also have each other as in that we're we're not going to let nothing happen to one another. You know what I mean? It's like if I if I right. if I have a if I run into some type of hardship or issue, you know, I know that she's going to do everything in her power to hold me down in whatever way, and vice versa. So it's like to have somebody that has you is like an under an underspoken um luxury. Yeah, it's definitely a luxury. And I agree. I think that that, that like in that stability. Yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the more you really value that cuz that comes bring that brings so much peace. And like, yeah, maybe I don't have like the latest iPhone and I don't drive a Tesla, and that's no shade to people who do. Like if you have those things, like kudos to you. Mm. I don't, but the things that I do have, I'm very appreciative and thankful for, and they matter, and they make my life significantly better. And I'm fortunate that one of those things is my partner. So I think in conclusion, 
to wrap this up, I don't want, I think that everyone should remember that functional love or that Tuesday love is love. It is the basis of love. It is those, we're just chilling and I had a long day at work and you're going to rub my feet without asking kind of love. Yeah. Or you remembered to get two orders of fries because I said I didn't want none, but these was checkers fries. So you knew I probably would want them. Or uh, <laughs> or while I was at Target buying our groceries for the week, I saw I saw a bag of candy that's that's limited edition that I think you'll like, so I got it for you. Reg- right. Simple shit like also, that. Also, you get your groceries at Target, you bougie. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. <laughs> Respectfully. But yeah. So, all in all... Remember, Kanye is a fuck nigga. And we don't listen to fuck niggas. <laughs> Rihanna's new song is coming out. We gonna see. Is it bussin' or no? We so finna see. And last but not least, do not underestimate the power of love. That Tuesday love. Anything to add, Gary? <laughs> no, I think we, I think we bodied that. All right, but as always, thanks for listening to Wise and Moisturize. Please stay. Moisturize is getting cold out there. I don't want to see no ashy elbows or ankles and knees at Thanksgiving, y'all. Yes, indeed. Knock that, knock that rust off your elbows. All right, have a good one. Peace.